The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. And now, this week's sermon is from our beloved... The Savior of the Weed. CannabisRadio.com presents The Stoner Jesus Show. Don't try to debate me on something. Motherfucker, I can't do many things well, but words are my shit. I give it to go, King. I've created very few things outright in my life. That's one of them. That's my shit. I'm not going to have it run into the ground by a bunch of whiny fucking dickweed. I got coronavirus from snorting liquefied fucking bad brains. The Stoner Jesus Show. Oh, hell yeah. What's up, everybody? Stoner Jesus Show Live, Chapter 5, Verse 19. We're live on February 4th, 2022. We are live now every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. I don't know if that line's going to stay the same as far as what we're live on, but going forward. Definitely Twitter. For as long as I'm here. But you never know. You can't find me on Twitter someday. Look below. There's different social media, especially places like Mines and Rumble. So, uh, you know, if I disappear, seek me out. Seek and you shall find. You can also email the show, of course. Find out what the fuck to me if I disappear. StonerJesus420 at gmail.com. There's also a group of hardcore fans of the show on Facebook. Disciples of Stoner Jesus on Facebook. Search Disciples of Stoner Jesus. See, you shall find there as well my social media, all the other stuff, audio podcasts, all the platforms, past audio shows, all that shit. StonerJesus.net. StonerJesus.net. Lost shit on tonight's show. We have a crazy little video of the Dutch reporter being pulled away by the Chinese authorities against the Olympics. What happened? I don't know. Will we get to the bottom of it? Probably not. Uncount on it. Also, a fight at the Golden Corral. We got a new voicemail from St. Peter, who's bored and drunk and snowed in. And I did an interview with Sal, the agorist, Saudi Mayweather on Twitter. Talked about all kinds of shit. Just cryptocurrency and weed and just all kinds of like revolutionary underground shit that you want to check out and that you want to know about. How do I know you want to know about it? I just fucking know. Don't question me. Don't question Jesus. Also, tonight, of course, our awesome sponsors, you can find their banners on sternjesus.net. we got some promo codes for you there as well. You save some money on all kinds of great stuff. I'm here for you. You know who's not here for you? St. Peter. He's a fucking asshole. I need to smoke more for this. It's, um... St. Peter's been gone for a few years. It's been a glorious few years. But he incessantly leaves voicemails. Sometimes long, incomprehensible uh, chains of text. But usually, 
voicemails. And uh, those are, I guess, more, uh, they're easier to comprehend than the text. But still, you know, there's sometimes it goes off the rails. Also, by the way, if you want to call in, find the StreamYard Duck on Twitter at StreamYardJesus420 if you're watching live. You can call in to the show, take it with me, ask me a question, whatever. Find the call and link of Stern Jesus 420 on Twitter. It's a duck with headphones. You can't fucking miss it, bro. All right. I guess I guess like, there's no amount of weed I can smoke that prepare me for this like four and a half minutes of St. Peter. Just I don't know. I don't know. Can't, uh, it's not something I can get away from, I guess, is, is what, I'm, what I'm getting at. Is a fucking St. Peter. Before we get to St. Peter, though, we do have a caller. It is Nut. Is hey. What's up, ma'am? It's been a bit. Fucking age, you die. What happened? Uh, nah, I had to go to the pit. I'm back from the pit. What is the pit? You don't need to know. Anyway. <laughs> That's all I want to know now. That's all I care about is what is the pit? The pit is a place. Is it the, a pit is, the pit is something that's going to take many interactions to talk about. So for now, I'm going to leave you at this. The pit is a place you never want to go to. The pit. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I was going to ask you if the pit was like a euphemism for the vagina, but the vagina is a place I want to go to a lot, so that can't be it. Yeah, it's not a vagina. It's mu mu much scarier. Much scarier. Is it an old woman's vagina? No, 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 no. Okay, we have to stop it there. We have to stop it there. It's getting a little too scary. That would be funny. Hey, I haven't been here in a while, so... Well, welcome back, man. About to take... Oh, shit. My bong dirty as fuck. Hey, that's fine, though. Fuck it. Who cares? Fucking snobs out there. They clean their bongs obsessively every fucking day. Just calm down. It's a piece of glass. It's not your child. Doesn't need to be bathed all the time. <coughs> I clean him when absolutely fucking necessary. <coughs> I try to go for at least once a week. Like once a week. At least just... When it gets too dirty, I'm just like, ooh. And this, I'll probably clean tomorrow. But hey, happy to be back, man. It's been a bit. I've been I've been dealing with some shit, but hey, we good now. Fucking A. I'm back from the pit. The Beware pit. the pit. Beware the pit. All right, next time you'll find out more about the pit. Fuck yeah. Right, I'm, I'm going to go jerk off, bro. It's been so long. Been in the pit for years. I got a fucking nut. Now I wonder what the pit is. I don't know. I want to say incarceration or the uh, the nut ward, aka the booby hatch. Not the booby hatch, as in like you know the strip club down by the airport. The booby hatch, as in a uh, psychiatric institution. Now, I'm not passing any judgment. I've spent my fair share of time in uh, said institutions, so you know. I'm not I'm not throwing uh, stones, as it were, at my glass house. I'm just saying that's what my guess is when it comes to the pit. Maybe we'll find out. 
next week. Stay tuned. Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time is when the show is on. If you want to call in, you see it right there. Find the StreamYard call-in link on Twitter at SternJesus420. If you're watching live, it is the StreamYard duck with headphones. <sighs> I stalled long enough. No other calls are coming in right now. So here it is, St. Peter. Hey, Jesus. Hey, hey, Jesus. It's, uh, it's me. It's me, St. Peter. Uh, I know, I don't know, I think I've, I don't, I don't know if I think I've left a voicemail recently or not, but, uh, I am now, I guess, because I got your voicemail. I got your voicemail. Jesus, why nobody fucking pick up the phone? I mean, come on. There's nobody there anymore to pick up the fucking phone. Has shit really gotten that bad, Jesus? Yeah. Oh, excuse me, Jesus. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Jesus. There's a lot of fucking snow outside, dude. I mean, this is like, uh, it's like, it's like ice and then snow. And it's like a big fucking mess. And like, I can't leave the fucking house. So I'm sitting here. Uh, the chick who, uh, who I'm, I'm chilling with, who I, uh, you know, May or may not uh, use uh, some of her social security money or all of it every month. She's sleeping because she goes to bed early because she's super fucking old. And, you know, we had dinner like 4 fucking 30. I started drinking before then, Jesus. Man, I am. Uh, I have. Um, I've drink, I've drinking a lot. I've drinking a lot. Uh, uh, Jesus. So I want to call and leave you a voicemail because I'm fucking it's snowed in. I'm, I'm fucking snowed in. And I'm drunk. And uh, the bitch is asleep. And um, I went to fucking Bob Evans, Jesus, at fucking 4 3 in the afternoon. That's what my life has become, Jesus. Anyway, anyway, Jesus, um, I just, I'm thinking about my life, man. I'm like, it's like, is this, is this my life now? I go to my job scraping dead animals off the side of the road. And I come home to like this old bitch with her fucking titanium hips and like, you know, uh, siphon off her social security money to buy like drugs and liquor. And uh, is that it, Jesus? Is this how I'm gonna die? Like, like doing this? I had potential. Uh, 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 Jesus. When I was a kid, everybody told me that I had potential. You know, I was like, I was like a dope motherfucker, and I was like good at sports. I mean, there were like, you know, like the cool sports, but I was good at sports, like badminton. You play badminton, Jesus? You know, if I can play badminton, badminton with me, Jesus, I'll fucking crush you, son. Crush you as the motherfucking bad man. You know what else I'm good at, uh, Jesus? Lawn darts. Yeah, you remember lawn darts, Jesus? I think some people called them like uh, yards or jarts. I don't know. Jolts? No. Anyway, Jesus, like you put the fucking the circle on the ground and you throw the big fucking stabby thing up in the air. They weigh like seven pounds and like it comes down in the fucking circle and you fucking, you know, you win or something. It's been a long time since I played it, Jesus, but I was fucking killer at it. And um, when I went to high school, you could get a letter in it, too. So, you know, I have my letter jacket for my, my lawn darts. Jesus. Uh, that sounds good. Sound right. Who am I on the phone with? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, it's fucking snowing a lot here, dude. I can't fucking leave the house. So I drank like, you know, three-fourths of a fifth of of Jack Daniels. I don't, I can't do the math. I don't know what three-fourths of a fifth is. I think it's like 
a, a second, two, two sevenths. I don't know, Jesus. It's a fucking. It's a lot. It's a fucking lot, Jesus. And I'm lamenting uh, uh, my life and my potential wasted. I guess, like uh, like that old song. I can't remember. The fuck. Anyway, Jesus. Uh, I'm gonna get the fuck off here, man. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go try to wake this bitch up. Let's make us some old, uh, old dusty, cobwebbed. Pussy. Uh, that's my whiskey dick. That's my Okay, so um, it took him over four minutes to uh, to blame me. A lot of bullshit in there. The shit about him and potential when he was younger. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember any of you saying that. He says a lot of people said that. I don't think they did. I don't think anybody said that at all. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I think that is complete and utter bullshit. He also admitted to a lot more crimes than he usually does during a voicemail. It was interesting. I think there's quite a few felonies thrown in there. Whatever. I don't care. It's not my problem. St. Peter is not my problem. I just put the shit out there. Do with it what you will. You know, I don't give a fuck. It's one of the beauties of him not being here. And then, believe me, the list of, of pros. If you're making a pro and con list of whether or not St. Peter is going to be here, well, it's going to be a very one-sided list. You know, the pros are going to be just so, so numerous. And the cons, well, that side will be blank. Just a blank side. And that's, that's an easy decision. First up, as I segue, as the professional broadcaster I am, Hemptations, Com. A few things about Hemptations. One, there are four locations in Southwest Ohio, the largest selection of hemp products in the world. Dare I say the galaxy? Dare I say the entire universe? Prove me wrong. Number two, I do the High Noon Hemp Show every Wednesday at noon Eastern time with the owner of Hemptations Beach. The links are there at Hemptations.com. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, also in podcast form as well. Also, so even more, you shop online, get hemp products, CBD products, and such brought to you right to your door, wherever you live, and if you're in the Cincinnati area, or if you're not, go to click that uh, vote at City Beat button, best green sustainable goods store, best smoke shop, best CBD retailer, more temptations. Uh, also, make sure that you write in the High Noon Hemp Show for the podcast, vote citybeat.com all that stuff we found and temptations.com go today and uh, get what you need like I said what's the locations online the uh, the awesomeness that happens during the high new Hampshire show all the the infotainment if you will all of that at temptations.com bam 
was almost a perfect segue. Not quite. CoastalMary.com. You need seeds? You live somewhere where it is legal to grow? And for that, you need seeds? Whatever you need seeds for, I don't care if you like you, you just buy seeds because you have a game where you like to throw them into a cup and, and bet money on it. I don't care. If you want to buy seeds, go to Coastal Mary. CBD seeds, auto-flowering seeds, feminized seeds from many, many different breeders. So you can see them all at CoastalMary.com. Click the Coastal Mary banner on stonerjesus.net. There's tons of great breeders and growers. And, of course, use code STONERJESUS20 to get 20% off at CoastalMary.com. Use code STONERJESUS20. It's one word, STONERJESUS, the number 20, all smashed together, 20% off at CoastalMary.com. Click their banner on STONERJESUS.net. Get your seeds from Coastal Mary. And use the promo code. It's right there if you're watching the video. It's right there. There, look. Look at it. Thank you. Next up, flower power packages. If you are a dispensary or just a person who needs packaging, well, go no further. Where it's custom packaging or any other kind of packaging or storage that you could possibly need, flower power packages, click their banner on stonerjesus.net. Also, what else do they have? Oh, man. Oh, man, there's so much. So much. Rolling papers. This is just some of it. Rolling tips, rolling machines, grinders, glass bongs, water pipes, bubblers, glass pipes, hand pipes, smoke bowls, dab rigs, torches, carb caps, dabber tools, lighters, storage containers, mugs, apparel, COVID essentials. Holy crap. Sign up to the email list. Get 10% off your first order. Get free shipping on all orders over $250. Flower Power Packages, click their banner on stonerjesus.net. Thank them and all of other sponsors, all of our other sponsors at stonerjesus.net. They support us. Go support them. Click their banners. That will be awesome of you. Now, still to come, as I said, big fight at the Golden Corral and that weird video of the Chinese security at the Olympics hauling off that Dutch reporter I don't know if I if I spent my entire life wanting to go to the Olympics and then they said, "Hey, you get to go to the Olympics, but it's in China." Uh, maybe catch me again in four years. I'm going to chill, really hone my craft, really get down into it some more. And uh, you know, wherever we're at in four years, where we're we're chilling there, just let me know, and uh, I will uh, I'll catch you on the flip side, Daddy O. That'd be my response. I would say, I will catch you on the flip side, Daddy-O. <clears throat> Next up, my interview with Sal Mayweather. As I said, we talked about all kinds of stuff. Cryptocurrency, weed. Just, there's a great, uh, like, polit political stuff and, like, our, our, our paths politically and uh, what, what agorism is, which is a very interesting concept. And uh, one that seems more and more preferable as time goes on. Talked about all that. Sally Mayweather on Twitter. Sally Agorist. It was an awesome interview. Check that shit out. 
Welcome back, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show live on the old video chat. We have Sal Mayweather, at Sally Mayweather on Twitter, Sal the Agorist. Sal, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for being on. Thank you for having me, brother. Appreciate it. Not a problem. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. Um, I kind of got away from not necessarily politics, but political stuff and discussion on the show with COVID and everything. I got more into like, you know, even more lighthearted shit and stupid shit and trying to give people like a break from the constant COVID talk and all that shit. But the way things have been going lately with the vaccines and, you know, I start talking about like the vaccines with kids and experimenting on kids and shit like that. And I decided I wanted to start getting more liberty minded people on the show because uh, one of the issues with my audience, at least that I have with my audience, is that um, they've seen the way the government persecutes cannabis users. They've seen it for over 80 years. To this day, the, the federal government still won't admit that cannabis is medicine. Um, and legalization, at least in my mind, has gone poorly at best with the regulations and the taxes and all the other bullshit. But most cannabis users, at least in my scene, uh, they they see the persecution in the cannabis world, but in every other aspect of their lives, they are inviting in more government overreach uh, to the point where the go- they want the government to tell them what to do in so many different ways, whether it's what do you put in your body, what do you wear on your face, all this other bullshit. So I really think it's important to try to get more liberty-minded folks on. So uh, I'm glad you took the time to come on, man, you're uh, you're a big, you're a big influence on on social media, especially on Twitter. So I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad to um, I'm glad to hear you say that because um, it's rare that most people realize that. Like you know, it's it's funny. Like when you give up, you know, uh, liberties that you don't care about, pretty soon you give up the the ones that you do care about is the ones that they come for. So it's awesome that you realize that most people don't. And yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm honored to be on the show. Yeah, great to have you on, man. Uh, you're Sal the Agorist on Twitter. Uh, for most people, probably my audience, you don't know exactly what that is. Can you give them the basics of what uh, agorism is? So we believe that like the best way to achieve a free society is by utilizing black and gray market entrepreneurship to sort of disrupt or subvert the state. Um, and we do this through what is known as counter-economics, which is a strategy or a philosophy devised by Samuel Edward Conkin III, um, and I think it's the only the only strategy that's ever proven to, to work at all. And if I think uh, if you look at the issue of drug legalization, it didn't happen uh, because some politician changed their mind. It, be, it happened because of decades of, of massive noncompliance that the state couldn't just they couldn't deal with anymore. And eventually it uh, delegitimized their laws and they had no choice but to bring their rules in line with public opinion and not vice versa so it's just one good example but also through like cryptocurrency and 3d printed guns and all sorts of other stuff we'd like to deal with but anyway we can really bring more freedom uh by diminishing the power of the state we're interested in yeah Uh, one thing cannabis users are familiar with at least the older ones like myself is getting things through the black market and dealing with the black market and like I said, with I'm, I'm dis, I've been greatly disappointed in legalization over the past 10 or 12 years, uh, but I think that was inevitable with the fact that the government has been put in charge of legalization itself. It's not going to turn out well. It's going to be watered down. And as I've said many times, because we live so long under prohibition, any kind of improvement is an improvement. It's seen as you know progress. Uh, so a lot of people aren't going to complain about you know the state of legalization, but it's. It's just it's I've become more disillusioned with it <clears throat> over the years and uh, 
because at the beginning it was like, oh man, we're we're legalizing. This is great. We're we're finally sticking it to man or whatnot, and it's just a, a lot more of the same. Well, I remember when they first legalized in a lot of states. I think Nevada and, and New Jersey and a couple other places. The um, let me just turn that off. Sorry. They uh, the taxes were initially so high that the black market was still the main provider, and then eventually they actually had to lower their taxes. So again, it's like not only will the black market force them into uh, legalization, but it also forced them to lower the tax burden. And eventually they'll have no choice but to, uh, you know, uh, submit in entirely. If you think about it, really, the black market is the only truly free market, right? It's the only market that's really like unmolested by the state. And um, you're right. I think to this day, I think uh, the black market does a better job of providing a lot of these goods and services. I'm with you. I've always, I just have never uh, bought weed in a legalized way. I've always bought it on the black market to this day. And, um, you know, one of one huge agorist uh, was Ross Ulbricht. I don't know if you and your audience are familiar with Ross's story, but Ross actually uh, set up the Silk Road, which was a, a, a dark market um, trading site that utilized a Tor browser to uh, protect privacy. And he also used Bitcoin to facilitate transactions so that they could be done in a peer-to-peer -peer fashion without having to go through a third-party intermediary like a bank or PayPal or something like that that could report this transaction to the state. So Ross is a, is a big hero in the drug market because uh, instead of having to go down the corner on some like you know shady alley to go buy dope or something like that, these addicts no longer had to do that. Now they could actually see the reviews on the site and if someone had you know five out of five stars with you know 400 reviews you knew that you weren't you were very like it was unlikely that you were going to overdose from that person's drugs so it became yeah. much safer it became much safer as well and they of course they gave him double life plus 40 for this non-violent first time offense so it just goes to show you how threatened they are by this stuff absolutely that's what i was going to say the 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 excessiveness of the sentence shows just what what links they're willing to go to to protect their power, which is natural. I mean, there's a lot of people I've seen online that one of their arguments against libertarianism in general is, well, there's no plethora of libertarian societies, and there's never going to be because that's people want there's a certain segment of the population that wants to gather power unto themselves, and they see the political process obviously is the best way to do that, and they're not going to stop doing that right. if they have the ability to. Well, that's just the thing. I don't think that you can find liberty in a society, right? I think you, you only find it within yourself. It's all, Freedom is something that's inherent within all of us. And it's like you, you're, you're free the moment you recognize that and the moment that you claim it. It's not the moment that some politician gives it to you. That's, that's absurd. And the only way to really do that is through massive noncompliance and just civil disobedience, um, you know, nonviolent civil disobedience, but civil disobedience. And, you know, just to circle back to what you were saying earlier about like, a lot of these activists from back in the day are, you know, demanding, you know, authoritarianism and other aspects of life right now. I don't know if you're familiar with um, the NJ Weedman, Ed Fortune. Absolutely. Yeah. He's I he was like a hero of mine growing up in the Northeast because he would go, like do like jury nullification and stuff like that. And now he's like pro vaccines and like pro mandates and stuff like that. So it's gotten like really ugly. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of people who have sort of like they become like very it's like, where do you guys stand anymore? Are you pro freedom or are you pro authoritarianism? Yeah, there's a there's a huge overlap with the <clears throat> progressive movement and for the, sure. 
the marijuana legalization and all that. And it just, and it's so illogical to me that they will, in every other aspect, they will side with the government. The government's trying to keep us safe. The government's trying to do this. And there's nothing in 85 years of cannabis prohibition that shows that the government is any of those things. And it's just, it's, they, they won't, they won't let go of that. And I don't know if it's part of it is, you know, the, the, the better feeling that some of them get with being told what to do and not having to make those decisions, the, those decisions for themselves. Yeah. That, but uh, it's just, and it's, it just permeates almost every part of the, the cannabis movement. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think a lot of people actually like they sort of fall back on being told what to do. It sort of um, it sort of relieves them of their personal responsibility unto themselves. It's like it's like I don't have to, I don't have to think about that because these politicians are going to worry about it for me. And I think that's a huge problem. But um, yeah. you know, the other the other piece of this puzzle is like the prison system, right? So it's like we have how many people in prison right now for victimless crimes? drugs included but everything else as well i mean it's it's literally like a, a modern day surf and master kind of uh, a relationship just brought into the modern age and if they stop doing all this nonsense and they got these people out of prisons imagine how much better it would be for the economy if we had all these people contributing and working and, and developing resources and innovating and new technologies and so on and so forth but the state doesn't want that they would actually prefer us to be dependent on them uh, uh unfortunately yeah biden was supposed to get on on the uh the cannabis thing but i guess he forgot i don't know he has uh well that that's what happens when you have dementia he has some problem <laughs> it's just a stutter i'm sure it's yeah. <laughs> up any day now and he'll be fine that's awesome yeah i i just saw a meme about that actually about like all of his promises about drugs and like none of them have actually come true they were all abject lies yeah among you know many other things of course that politicians say <clears throat> Um, no doubt. I've uh, I checked out some of your interviews, at least part of them, on YouTube, and uh, I noticed that your path to libertarianism in general was much the same as mine. And I've told I've said this on the show before. Um, I was a big time neocon back in the day. I was a I started listening to Rush Limbaugh when I was twelve, and um, I voted for W. And you know, once nine eleven happened, I was just all in. You know, we got a bomb Afghanistan in the glass and yes, Iraq, hell yeah, let's go in there too. And we're going to bring freedom. Yeah. To these people. <laughs> I was actually recording on VHS tape, the beginning of the Iraq war, like it was like dancing with the stars or something like it was a TV show and just, you know, all just gun ho. And as the Iraq war went on, obviously things didn't go the way they were supposed to uh, for obvious reasons. And then there was six, I got on MySpace, and the first uh, community I found was the canvas community which led me to almost immediately to Ron Paul, who I'd never heard of before, before 2006. And I was blown away that this, this old white dude was just, there's, I've yet to this day heard him utter anything that I just said, you know, all that's bullshit. I don't, I don't buy yeah. that at all. It was just so in line with everything that I was, was thinking and feeling. And, you know, that road went to the, you know, Tom Woods and, and Rothbard and Mises and just the whole nine yards. And it's just, um, there's an amazing thing to where people come from to begin with and what we believe because I bought hook, line and sinker, you know, everything that was said about the Iraq war and Saddam Hussein and just, and all of that. And, and where we go from, from getting there to here, it's a, I guess it's the path that a lot of people have taken including yourself. Yeah, no, for sure. That's exactly basically what happened with me. Um, my, my like old screen name for like aim or, 
instant messenger was like slap every Iraqi or something like that. Like I was, I was also like full on like neocon, like let's bomb the Middle East into a piece of glass and everything. And it's like really sad. It's sad that I like, in the one hand, like I'm embarrassed to look back at, at some of the arguments I used to make. But on the other hand, it's like, thank God that Ron Paul came along and, and like, like undid the brainwashing, like, because I was, I was, I was a lost cause, you know, my whole life, I went to school for politics. I wanted to be like, like my plan was to move to like DC and like get a place outside DC and be a lobbyist and live the whole, like, you know, uh, get a, get a brownstone and just live that whole life, you know, but, um, thank God I didn't, I didn't go that route. And he, he really put me down the path that not only did he put me down the path that prevented me from doing that, but he also put me on the path that found, cryptocurrency and 3d printing and, and gold and silver and the liberty community and um everything that i have now so it's like you know the, i've never met the guy but he like saved my life it's crazy yeah yeah it's um speaking of like cryptocurrency and 3d printing and stuff like that say people are watching this they're unfamiliar with they're intrigued and they want to try to go down that path especially with something like bitcoin uh what would you where would you guide them to for beginners to try to kind of find out and get into that world follow me um is is the truth because uh, unfortunately there's a lot of of people out there who a are either scam trying to scam you or b they just don't know what the hell they're talking about um that's the honest to god truth the amount of good people in crypto that i would recommend you listen to is shrinking every day um you can check out uh joel valenzuela um follow roger ver um naomi brockwell those are the, really that's we're sort of winding it down. Jack Spear goes another good one. Uh, Rafael Laverde, I would recommend. But most people in crypto are, are thinking that this is some sort of get rich quick scheme, which that is not the case. If you want to get into crypto to get rich, don't do it. It's, it probably won't work. Um, we, we do make money in crypto by virtue of it rising in value, but that's only because of the, the dollar losing value, actually. But the real utility, the real purpose of cryptocurrency, again, to go back to what like Ross did with it, is to facilitate peer-to-peer -peer transactions uh, among two people who are not face-to-face -face, um, without the need for a third-party intermediary. So if like I'm in New York and you're in Seattle, I want to send you 100 bucks, we don't have to go through PayPal or a bank. We can just do it peer-to-peer. -peer, and that creates an uncensorable transaction. And the fact that it's coded digitally... Uh, makes it very difficult for them to confiscate, if not impossible. So it's really like a superior form of money. And it's really the best way uh, to become your own bank, to use cryptocurrency. It's the best thing that you could do to create more freedom, to help push back against the government. Because at the end of the day, if you like, examine the enemy, the government, the sort of the beating heart of the state is the Federal Reserve. So if we can stop the Federal Reserve, they won't have enough money to uh, they won't be able to print money so they can't afford the wars the welfare and all the, you know the, the domestic surveillance state the police state so on and so forth all these things would become unaffordable so the question is how do we do that well we're not going to vote on it because we tried that with the art fed bill hr24 or whatever which you know died in the senate after goldman sachs made a bunch of contributions you know surprise surprise uh, we're not going like, to run into the Federal Reserve with guns try to shoot them. I think people have tried that also, and that hasn't worked. So really, the only thing left is to sort of make them obsolete, like the same way that um, Netflix made Blockbuster obsolete. And you know, to do that, we need to have a better product. We need to offer a, a better product. And what product do they offer? Money, right? Exchange media. And, and cryptocurrency is a better product.
Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned 3D printing as well, which is something I've always been really interested in. And I don't see a lot of people besides yourself talking about it, especially on Twitter. But as I pointed out, because gun control has been one of my issues I've talked about and argued with people on Twitter before for years. And the fact that 3D printing is advanced to where it is, and the fact that guns can be made in your home makes every gun control argument and bullshit, you know, talking point useless. And a lot of people don't don't understand that. They think it's just like a fad or, you know, whatever. But it's, you know, there's no way that people aren't going to be aren't going to gravitate to that. Yeah. Once once, um, you know, it's like Cody said, once these files are in the public domain, these these STL files, um, like like for a gun, once they're in the public domain, there's no there's no getting them back. You can't stuff that back into Pandora's box. So um, the files are in in the in the open domain, and and they're, that's that's undoable. Um, anyone can download them anywhere in the world, and uh, you know I think that that's that's for the best. But in reality, I think gun control is just step one. And yes, no doubt about it, this is the most disruptive way to use a three D printer is to dis disintermediate gun control. But it's just the beginning, in my opinion. Soon we'll be 3D printing houses and cars and everything. And, and eventually we'll be 3D printing medical stuff and we'll be disintermediating the FDA. So it's really, you know, it's, it's not just the firearms manufacturing industry that we're disintermediating, but the entire manufacturing sector of the economy. Once everyone has a, has a 3D printer in their home, no longer like do you go to Walmart to buy some, some like physical object or some good you can just download the file from the website and in a half hour, hour, you have that thing, that sucker pops up in your basement. It's ready to go. You don't have to leave your house. And that's, that's the key. And this is all, this is all falls back to crypto anarchism, right? Because by turning physical objects into code, we make it sort of, we render it sort of impossible for the state to regulate that because now we can, we can send that code very easily and, and very surreptitiously that they, they can't detect that, that uh, transaction. Absolutely. Um, people who follow you on Twitter, they don't see as much cannabis content as, say, on like Snapchat, where I follow you as well. Um, what is your relationship like with cannabis and what's it been like uh, over your lifetime? Oh, man, I smoke every day. I smoke every day. If I if I knew that, uh, you know, you were so pro cannabis, I'd probably have something rolled up for the show. But <laughs> um, next time. As cannabis as it gets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pro everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm in a total agreement, total agreement. Um, but, you know, the drug the drug war was one of the initial things that really got me into the liberty movement because that was sort of like, um, again, with Ross was was one of the pivotal moments for me because I like that's when I was just getting into Bitcoin was when Ross and Dread Pirate Roberts was going on. So that always hit home for me, but also like the police and the, the police state and the abuse that you see done to people like you know how much how much um violence has occurred because police have have made up a smell in, in someone's car or something like that and you know some violent interaction ensues or something like that so it's like it's just insane to me that this shit goes on and um again the best way to do it is through non-compliance and you know the easiest way to engage in black or gray market activity for a lot of people which of course i don't recommend anything illegal is to sell weed right that's how a lot of us got started in this and frankly when i was selling weed i learned more about starting a business than i did in college business courses so it's like 
you know, it's it's insane that we're we're, we're preventing this and, and we're stopping this. And it's just it doesn't make any sense from an economic or moral perspective to me. That's right. As great as smoking weed is, it's all it'll also be a political statement and, uh, you know, a uh, sticking it to the man activity, if you will. Yeah, right. absolutely. So it's always been, you know, the the counterculture or whatever, which, again, is why I'm I'm so surprised that so many people in the cannabis community and the movement are just so gun ho about, you know, whether it's the establishment or the mainstream press or the cathedral or whatever you want to call it. They're just, they're all in with these, these same people who hate them and wish that they were in jail for, you know, smoking a joint in their house or, you know, within 2000 feet of a child or something like that. And it's just, I, I just don't get it. Well, now you have people who have spent decades arguing for progressive mainly but everyone arguing for for the legalization of marijuana um and other drugs and now there are now they've reversed course and they're they're trying to prohibit tobacco so it's yeah. like it's like you know it's insane especially in san francisco i think it was or, or i forget where they made a law where it's like it's illegal to smoke in public or something like that so it's it's absolutely insane that they're that they're doing this so it just doesn't make any sense to me but you know it's funny now that I'm thinking about it, one of the um, uh, initial uh, – so Stan Konkin was was the founder of Agorism. One of his buddies was Dana Rohrabacher, who um, is, a, is now a congressman, I believe, or was a congressman from California. Maybe he still is. Um, and he, he's not, right? Okay. He's, he, was a, he was a Republican, and he was one of the first congressmen to come out in favor of legalizing cannabis. Um and a lot of that was due to his early relationship with Sam Konkin and uh, in the Agorist movement. He was one of the very first Agorists. And um, yeah, and that, that's actually an interesting story how like Agorism and cannabis legalization sort of connect that not a lot of people know about. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. I wrote a lot of stories about him when I, back when I wrote for, uh, for various cannabis publications. He was uh, one of the, especially back then, one of the lone voices in Congress that, was, that gave any kind of shit about cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and from, from, so talking with Sam's friends from back in the day, um, when he was in college, he was an avid, uh, user of cannabis. So once he got elected to Congress, he was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to, you know, he's going to try to stay true to his principles and, you know, kudos to him for doing that at a time when it wasn't easy or popular to do. Absolutely. Um, so if I ask you, uh, the highest you've ever been in your life, is there a specific uh, event or instance that comes to mind? Yeah, but it, yes, but it wasn't off weed. Um, <laughs> the highest I ever was when we were kids, we were like, we would get like salvia and K2. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Like, it's like not weed. It was like it's sort of synthetic weed, but salvia wasn't. And yeah. man, that stuff, I, I did it once. So I would never do it again because um, that put you, that put me in a different world. But in terms of weed, I remember one time we smoked like, this is when I was selling weed and all my friends were selling weed and everybody had a bunch of weed on them. And we were always like, we would like hotbox my friend's Cadillac in his parking garage because we knew the security guard. So the security guard would park behind us in his golf cart. So nobody fucked with us. And we would each roll like an eighth into like a blunt or like a quarter. And we would hotbox. And I remember like throwing up and like, we couldn't even like move. We were like just out. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was probably the highest I've ever, I have, I've ever been. Well, yeah, um, I've never tried K2, but Salvia, I did once on my podcast. God, I guess it's been 12 years ago now. <clears throat> and it was the only time I did it. It was not, I didn't, I didn't find it to be great. I mean, for like the five minutes or whatever it lasted, it was 
crazy, but then I had like a five hour headache and I just never went back to it. So I've, I've had different reactions from Salvia. I've had like, like one time I, I remember I just had the laughs, like I just uncontrollable laughing for like 30 seconds, which was great. That was, you know, awesome. But another time, like, I don't even know what the hell happened. We were like, it was like quasi hallucinations. I, some girl that I was smoking salvia with actually thought that she was like a dog and was like, like, like barking next to me. And it was, it was really wild. Okay. Yeah. It was over 10 years yeah. old. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's been aging like a fine wine. <laughs> I thought about doing it again for the show for like video, but I don't know. I remember watching a lot of video, YouTube videos of it with people who didn't follow the number one rule when doing salvia is sit down or lay down or whatever. Don't stand up because in every video, of course they fall over. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I think every time I smoked it, I was sitting down. So that makes sense. Yeah. Actually yeah. one time I, I, I smoked it with a cop in Ebor here in Tampa. Um, ironically while he was on duty. So that, that, that's, that was another interesting night, but yeah. I'm sure he'd been ready for some crime to go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he probably went and like shot somebody, and it was completely yeah. justified. Um, do you have any uh, any favorite strains or go to strains or things you like on a regular basis? Dude, I buy. You know, so here's the thing. So I I'm an avid um, gun collector, and um, one of the problems is to fill out when you buy a new gun, you have to fill out an ATF form, and they ask you if you um are if you use any illegal drugs well in florida it's not necessarily illegal to smoke weed but um federally it is yeah and if you say you know no as far as the federal government's concerned marijuana is still illegal so you're lying on the form the atf will come and bust your door down i happen to be like an avid critic of the atf i'm sort of in like the the limelight in the public eye when it comes to like their stuff so I can't piss them off too much. Also, I have like that 3D printer store and I don't want to step on their toes and piss them off. So I don't like to lie to them if I don't have to. Um, so instead of, I mean, I'm still lying to them. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm not. That's just a joke. But um, rather than like getting medical weed from Florida and have being on the books, I'll just buy it off the black market. Um, and uh, this way, you know, there's no legal record of it so that they don't think or know that I'm lying to them. But um my point here is that I don't get to choose to switch strains. So I get right. off the black market. So I, whatever he's got, my, whatever my guy's got, I, I, I smoke. And, um, you know, here, yeah, I actually do have to go into the hood to get my weed because it is in the black market. So thank God I do have something like this to go with me. Yeah, absolutely. I've, uh, well, when they, back in the day when they used to have what they call projects, uh, I took a lot of trips down there to, uh, to buy and it's been over 20 years of, Oh Yeah. On the black market. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm initially from up north, like like uh, I lived, I grew up right outside Manhattan in Jersey, mm -hmm. and we would go all the time to like Newark and the Bronx and shit like that. And I can tell you how many times we've been shot at and yeah. almost tried to be jacked and stuff like that. But we didn't have a gun, so everybody was scared shitless. And whenever somebody started shooting, we would just book it. I mean, we my buddy still has bullet holes in his bumper to this day, but. Um, you know, nowadays we don't. There's no running involved because we don't. Everybody's got got guns now, so yeah. No one, no, no one does any of that stupid shit though. No one, no one. There, are, there is no confrontation because everybody knows that everybody else has a gun. Exactly, the great equalizer, if you will. Right, exactly. Um, Sal, thank you for being on the show. Um, where can people find like your podcast or any other kind of projects you have going on? Where can people find you and uh, check out your stuff? 
Yeah, of course. So um, SaudiAgoras.com is where I post most of my stuff. The podcast is the Agora. I'm going to have a, a new show coming out. I, it should have been out last week, but I've been so busy. But that'll be coming out any day on um, DarkFi, which is like DeFi with crypto, but it's sort of like private and anonymous. Um, and we're going to have some other cool stuff coming up. I also run a blog called New Libertarian at NewLibertarian.io. I have two stores, 3dprintergobur.com, where, like we said, you can buy 3D printers and supplies for cryptocurrency, um, and also agorathreads.com, where you can buy libertarian and, and uh, anarchist merchandise. Awesome. What about online? Where can people find you there? Uh, I'm on all your social media sites, pretty much any platform that there are that there is. I'm on uh, just at Sally Mayweather or Sally Agorist. Um, I also run a meme page on Facebook that doesn't really intersect with Twitter, so it's like two separate worlds. But that one's called Print Guns Not Money. Check that out. Follow me on Snapchat, also Instagram. You know, those are pretty the, the biggest ones other than Facebook and Twitter. Awesome, Sal. Thanks for coming on, man. You got any other stuff to talk about? And uh, we'll have you back on the show in the future, man. Awesome, brother. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, man. Have a good night. You too. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Mondays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on Healthy. Mondays on demand. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Bear Savong speaks to patients, advocates, and professionals to keep you informed on all the latest trends and advancements in the medical cannabis industry on Alternative Talk, presented by AlternativeVibes.com. Tuesdays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint 
Your business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, there we go. I am a professional broadcaster. I know how to come back from a break. Not stupid. If you're watching live, Stern Jesus Show, by the way, chapter 5, verse 19. We do live Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. For now, maybe we'll try other platforms. I don't know. We'll see. But if you're watching live, Go to Twitter, Stern Jesus 420 find the call-in link. You can call in to the show and video chat, or just be on audio, whatever, with me live on the show. Find the StreamYard duck with the headphones. You can't miss the little motherfucker. He's right there. Now. <sighs> it's, my, it's my transition. Now. Fight the Golden Corral. Yes, maybe you've been to a Golden Corral, maybe you witnessed a fight at Golden Corral, I don't know. The one close to me was torn down recently and they built a car wash. But uh, some shit went down. This is from uh, Inside Edition. It's total chaos during one wild food fight. These diners threw all sorts of things at each other, not just fists. Look at those kitty high chairs. It happened at a Golden Corral Buffet and Grill in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Watch as this guy tosses a chair. This knucklehead lifts a heavy table until a female employee wrestles it out of his hands. Police tell us 40 individuals were involved. So what caused the melee? It reportedly began after a man got angry when someone behind him in line got his steak first when he asked for it rare. That's when food and furniture started flying. We've seen pandemonium at all-you-can-eat buffets before. Things turned violent in New York City when there weren't enough crab legs to go around. But nothing like the fight at the Golden Corral, which in this case looked more like the OK Corral. The company said in a statement, local authorities are investigating the incident. Thankfully, no serious injuries have been reported. So, uh... Somebody else, like they didn't even run out of food. Someone else got his steak before this other guy, which means that 40 people now get into a melee. I'm not going to comment on the ethnicity of the people involved in the melee and many other similar videos you see around social media because they'll get me deplatformed many places. But, you know. So if you got, listen, if you have videos 
of honkies, aka crackers, fighting in a manner similar to this, please email me, snarejesus420 at gmail.com. I'll play them on the show. It'll be honky fight night on Star Jesus Send in your honky fight videos for honky fight night. I'm going to write that down. Hold on. I will forget that. I have great fucking. I spell honky. I have great fucking ideas during the show. <laughs> and then I forget them. <clears throat> but this one I'm writing down. Honky fight night. I'll put it out on Twitter. <laughs> I, what else do I need to say? Honky fight night. You want to see that shit? Of course you do. Who wouldn't? If you don't, what's wrong with you? What's your, what's your major fucking problem, bro? You want to see? You want to see Honky Fight Night? Okay. Back to our awesome sponsors. Find their banners on StonerJesus.net. First up, Next Bardo, which also comes with the ever popular. Promo code. It's promo code Stoner Jesus to get 10% off at nextbardo.com. Nextbardo is an online head shop. You get free U.S. shipping when you spend $25 or more. Just some of the categories that they have a ton of products in water pipes, hand pipes, dugouts, grinders, nectar collectors, dabbing supplies, rolling, pipe, rolling papers and supplies, pouches and cases, and more. Tons of great deals. Right now, you see right there, <clears throat> they have 20% off everything in the store, which is even better. Even Trump's my promo code. Use mine anyway. Just because it's cooler. It's only 10%, not 20%. Don't worry about it. Or, as you see right there under discount code, I love Nextbardo. Get 20% off now for a limited time. Everything in the store. Tons of new products. You see just some, just some of them there. Some of the glass they have. The bongs. Different types. They have the metal hand pipes, the wood ones, the silicone ones, the herb grinders. They have dugout pipes. They have, of course, uh, roll your own rolling supplies. You search by brand. If you have a particular brand you want to see if Nextbardo has that, you can do that as well. Here's some of their top-selling products, which are awesome. Also, it just goes on and on. Hardwood smoking pipes. Uh, you get the point. Use Coach Stoner Jesus to get 10% off at nextbardo.com. Because it's cool. And you want to be cool. You like lingerie? And buy lingerie for yourself or for someone else? Well, let me tell you something. Buckaroo. <laughs> I only ever use Buckaroo on the show before. That's fine. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> I'm not losing my mind or having a stroke. I said buckaroo. What of it? Lashes and Lace. Lashesandlace.com. You see it right there. Just look at it for a minute. Right there. Or click the banner of sternjesus.net, by the way. All kinds of lingerie. Um, they have the, the robes. They have body suits and body stockings as well. Uh, I don't know what that word is. Camisas. Is it camisas? I should look that up. I, I didn't get that right last week either, I don't think. Chemises? I think it's chemises. If I'm right. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Panties, undergarments, whatnot, lingerie. You see it right there. You get the picture. 
It's in your face. These gorgeous women, they're wearing what you want to wear. And again, I, I, I have no judgment of people who want to wear whatever the fuck they want to wear. Just wear it. For whatever reason. But I'll say this. If your significant other likes lingerie and maybe a Valentine's Day is coming up or maybe you just fucked up and you want to get back in their good graces and get out of the doghouse or whatnot. Right there. Right there. Do it. Do it now. Last but not least, our newest sponsor, Living for Hemp Products, CBD, tinctures, CBD pet products, stuff like that. Hemp Lord. That's right. I said Hemp Lord. TrueHempLord.com. Click the Hemp Lord banner on stonerjesus.net. Some of the stuff they have, CBD, flower, gummies, all kinds of stuff. There's some of the CBD products, gummy drops. Uh, they have sunblock, pet tinctures, hand and body lotion. They also have uh, sports nutrition stuff and topicals. Also weight loss products. Hemp Lord, truehemplord.com. Click the Hemp Lord banner on stonerjesus.net. Cool site as well. It's nice. You'll look at that for a while. But not right now. I have important things to do. I can't stare at it right now. Next, or last but not least, I will leave you with something creepy. You may have seen it. I don't know. I don't know, know what these people are saying. Obviously, it's a Dutch reporter. He's reporting live from the Olympics in Beijing. I guess they started it today. It started today. I have no idea. I don't give a shit. I mean, <laughs> the Chinese people, government's watching this. Hey, fuck you, man. I care about your fucking Olympics, you shitty bastards. Who probably killed this dude, allegedly, in this video. Seriously, though, I don't know what happened to this dude. I don't know what they're saying. But, um, you know. So I gotta share the screen. There you go. But uh, it's, it's creepy nonetheless. Even if you don't understand the language and what the fuck's going on, it's fucking creepy. Just check it out. We're going to see our correspondent Sjoerd ten Daas. Sjoerd is standing right stadion. She's asking him something, obviously. He's going to tell her about it. But uh, instead, Chinese security step in and shut down the whole production. He's trying to continue his, his, uh, his uh, report. They're shutting his ass down. They're telling him they're turning off the lights. They're telling him to put down the camera. He's still trying to say stuff, and the security guard is dragging him off. The anchor lady is, like, freaking out. She's, like, making faces and shit at what's going on. She doesn't know what to do. Yeah. 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 How about that? Who grew Fugenek is indeed... You know what I'm saying? And then she, I guess she does this little plug for her show or something in the end. And then Short and Daas, he stond vlak bij het stadion. Is dat het zojuist? Ja, kijk. Oh, no, there he is. En nu sta je gewoon zonder iemand daarbij in alle rust. Uh, Where is that Sjoerd, is, that a, is that an android that the Chinese uh, uh, put in his place? Allegedly? Strenge maatregelen natuurlijk in verband met de coronapandemie. Wat merk je daarvan? It's total chaos. Well, that would have been 
like great to hear the what like what happened. Maybe he's not allowed to say what happened. You know what? I don't speak Dutch. That's one of the problems. But still, it's weird. And I wanted to leave you with that. I wanted to weird you out before the end of the show. You're welcome. Stern Jesus Show Live. Chapter 5, verse 19. As you see right there, we do it live every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. If you're listening on podcast later, check me out on Twitter, Stern Jesus 420. If you're listening to the show anywhere, tweet me or whatnot. Let me know. Send me a link to what you're where you're listening. And uh, I will retweet it. Don't forget, coming soon, Honky Fight Night. It's going to be the shit. Follow me on all the social media stuff. It's all linked to sternjesus.net. Uh, my, like I said, Minds and Rumble, especially. I disappear off of Twitter. That would suck. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening to the show tonight. You're awesome. See you all next week, Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Peace, bitches.